I got up in the middle of the night and I was just sitting and had this feeling again, just really strong feelings, like something wrong. Like I cannot continue that way. I just can't. I have to have something in my life that lights me up. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I am speaking with a woman named Victoria Ringhausen. We were introduced by a mutual friend. She actually lives in Maryland and I'm in Georgia. But since we met about two weeks ago via phone, it's like we've known each other for years. It's kind of interesting. I think everybody has that experience where they've met someone for the first time and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I kind of get you. I know you. And that's kind of what it's been for Victoria and I. Anyway, Victoria has a story that reads like a movie script. I just found myself picking my chin up off the floor every time she said the next segment of her life. So much so I had to tell my husband who really doesn't want to hear much about my stories. <laughs> so he was very interested as well. It's a really cool story. And I'm so excited and honored that you're willing to share this story with Second Wind. So let's get started. Welcome, Victoria, to Second Wind, the podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. And Wendy, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. I feel honored and privilege to be part of your podcast. I think it's a great, great second win. It's just perfect. Perfect for us women who is over 40 and up, you know, it's just like have a second wind. I love have it. A second wind. <laughs> Figure it out. Put it all together. Wrap it up and go. Right? Right. Absolutely. Yep. So let's start. First of all, let's let's share. You are from Russia. Uh, I guess you did notice my accent. Just in case people are wondering, <laughs> wow, that's that's a different accent. Yes, yeah. I'm sure many people guessed. But let's start and work our way backwards like we always do here. Tell us about that moment, that trigger, that thing that got you started to where you are now in what you consider to be your second wind. Okay, well, I'll just back up a little bit and tell you about my first wind. <laughs> okay. And then... Then about a second. So about in 2016, I was working as a waitress, just having, you know, very simple life, going to work, walking to work every single day, coming from work, having a glass of wine, watching some comedy, going to work next day, come back from work, having a glass of wine, watching some comedy. And uh, it was just my husband and I, and we didn't have any children and I have problems having children. So I was really searching for, is that it? Like, is, this is my life. That's what I've been born to do. This is a purpose. 
of my life is that the destiny just go to work come back have a glass of wine watch tv go to work come back so that started bugging me and that's when i came across of the movie secret i don't know if you heard of the movie secret but it's an awesome movie that absolutely changed my life introduced me to transformational leaders like jack canfield and then i got his books the success principles how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And that book literally, literally changed my life because I started reading and that was absolutely new idea to me. So I started believing to law of attraction. I started doing some practices, tell you later about it. But that's how, you know, it's all started. And I started doing visualization. I love visualization. I call it a golden vision book because I have it all in my book, so I can take it everywhere with me. But you can have, you know, vision board. That's the same thing. And then when I did my vision board in 2016, I start seeing the results. Like the pictures, they became a reality. It was almost like magical world I was start living in. And I realized that there is an absolutely beautiful life. That's a gift. That's a joy that we can have in our life. And then in 2018, I went to Hollywood. I published the book, The Will to Win. There's, wow. a, there's a lot of awesome, awesome, awesome other different people. And uh, this Jack, not this Jack Canfield, this Brian Tracy, I probably heard of him as well. He's out there coaching. So published a book. I went to Hollywood. I met all these people from my book. It was just like this happiest moment, you know, when you're thinking about the wedding day or it's just like that. Just the happiest, happiest, happiest moment. And then I met Jack Canfield and we had interview and it was like the life was just, it was a rainbow colors, you know? And then when I came back home, something happened and uh, I had to make a choice to just take a full lead and go crazy for my dream or concentrate on the family. Because at that time, I already had two children and they were little. Then they were only six and eight and, uh, and family did miss me. So I made a choice to stop pursuing my passion. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know that 2020 is a been a harsh year, but I'm so grateful for it because I think a lot of us didn't realize how many amazing gifts we got from, I say, Mother Nature because, you know, pandemic, the learning lessons that when we had to go through, start about, you know, talking, spend more time with your family. I think everyone is so busy, 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 busy working. We like, we got forced to spend time with my family. And for some people, it's flourish. For some people, it's went wrong way. But that's still amazing gift that we had to do that because we would never find the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but then, and to, what else 2020 showed me? And that's what I call my second win, you know, because, okay. because and I did stop everything. And I did start feeling that emptiness again inside. Oh, the family is wonderful. The children is wonderful. But that emptiness, you just cannot get rid of it. You like, you feel the hole in your soul. And I start looking around and I see so many people struggling with that too. You know, they don't know what to do. I mean, the statistic is unbelievable. You know, the only 13% of the worldwide go to work and enjoy what they're doing. And then they all... 13 percent that's crazy crazy. when i heard that statistic that 30 percent 13 one free 13 percent enjoy what they do in and live the passion 
and 87 is not, I'm like, wow, I got to do something about it because I know what passion is. And that kicked me back. And that's how I call the second win. I took the passion test. I became a certified passion test trainer that I can show other people how to find your passion, how to live your passion. And then this times we need it so much. So that's my second win. <laughs> and on a side note, I took your passion test with a group last week. And even though I, I feel like I'm living my passion right now, I still learned so much and also made some great connections with other people. So that was really cool. And we'll talk about that in a minute, because that's what you're doing now in your second win. But let's back up because Victoria, as a child in Russia, this is a very interesting journey that you have been on and how you met your husband. And just if you can share that, because I really feel like this should be a book or a movie or something. Well, maybe someone out there, you know, your audience, if you guys want to partner or write a book about it or make a movie about it, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. As long as I can be in a little cameo yeah. role. We partner great. all together. Just make the movie, right? I want to be a star. Okay. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Bring us back. You're in Russia. Talk. Okay, so imagine Russia. Russia is pretty tough. And you know, Russia used to be Soviet Union when everybody is kind of the same. Everybody wore the same uniform to school. A pretty safe place, a pretty happy place. There's no rich people because they're everybody kind of the same. And then I'm a teenager and the Soviet Union collapsed. And you think, I mean, I was a teenager who was watching Chip and Dale. The cartoons, the Disney, the first time I saw Disney on TV, I just could not believe that place is real. It was like, I literally cannot believe that it exists. And then it just flooded us because when there was the Soviet Union, we weren't allowed. It was forbidden to see all the, you know, the movies from United States. Uh, we haven't seen anything. We haven't read anything. We even had a book uh, that uh, forbidden Believe it or not, it's so weird. I don't know if you heard of Richard Bach, um, one of the American writers. He was forbidden in Russia, and we had a typewriter, his book, and gave a chance to read it. That's how crazy it was. Yeah, it was super odd because that was the time. That was a really crazy time. But when Perestroika happened and Soviet Union collapsed, all of a sudden, all this Pink Floyd and Michael Jackson, you know, and opera and the, and friends and, the, you know, Fight Club. I mean, it was a, such a crazy mix. And Freddy Krueger, I mean, all of that just flooded on us. And we got almost like drunk with this freedom and new ideas and power. But at the same time, the economy collapsed too. And that's what's happened. My stepfather he left our family and my mom had a little, my system, we are 13 years apart. And when I was growing in, up in Soviet Union, everything was predicted for me. You know, I'm going to university, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a good job. I mean, everything was predicted. Is all that collapse? Everything collapsed. So now there is no job. My stepfather left. My mom had a baby. She was having a really hard time with all the situation. She lost her job. She, and she had a wonderful job before. So I had to grow up pretty quickly. And then the first job I got is in the bakery. How and old were you? I was 18. So I think I just, yeah, I just graduated high school. So I was 18. 
so there was no, no jobs, right? So I was going to university. It's crazy. I have a degree in mechanical engineering. have nothing, don't know anything about mechanical engineering. <laughs> just, just got a degree. But I was going to school in the evening. And then I had a night shift in the bakery. I didn't know how to bake. I had to learn. And the beauty of working in the bakery, you're surrounded by fresh bread. So I always had bread. And then I had chance to bring that bread to my family and my neighbors. So I was kind of giving the bread to everyone, you know, around me. They really needed that bread. Absolutely. There was nothing in the store. We used to get like a coupons for for food, oh, you stay in long, long line to get the food. And because, you know, my mom didn't have a struggle to find a job, it was just really tough time. It was a crazy time, like a kind of like a depression, you know, and the same time as like the mafia started. I mean, it's just was unbelievable, like Western movie, <laughs> you know, time in Russia. And um, so I worked there and then there was an opportunity. Well, actually, let me go back a little bit. My favorite thing to do was to go uh, by the lake and, uh, and walk by the lake. And we had a huge Onega Lake. And uh, there would be a cruise ships there. And I used to just watch the cruise, cruise ship and just imagine myself, you know, walking the carpet, coming in a beautiful dress, just with a glass of champagne, coming to the ship and being a tourist there and just like imagining all that and it was so real like I can almost taste the champagne you know <laughs> and little what that what happened I got a job offer to work on a cruise ship and how exciting is that right but I did not speak English <laughs> so the best jobs they could offer me to be a dishwasher so that's, I became, I was a dishwasher on a cruise ship. And this is what uh, taught me the lessons of the life. When you have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain. So you can only go up. And that's, give me the opportunity to be open to possibilities, you know, because you already, the only way to is up. You have nothing to lose. So just take it, take the offer. So I started working as a dishwasher and that's brought me to my other little life secret. I call it ask like a child. <laughs> so I was working as a dishwasher and I was uh, watching, you know, the waitresses and the uh, manager. And I uh, came to the manager and asked her and I said, can I become a waitress? I think I can do it. And she said, do you speak English? And I said, no. And she said, well, no. <laughs> I said, okay. But I wasn't afraid to ask. So, you know, a couple of people quit because working on a cruise ship is a tough job. It's a tough job. You don't sleep. <laughs> you work. So a couple of people quit. So I came back to the manager again and I said, can I be a waitress? I think I can do the job. Like, give me a chance. And she said, Victoria, do you speak English? And I said, a little bit. At that time, I start learning and, you know, I can say, hello, how are you doing? What would you like? Like, I learned the basic vocabulary. And she said, okay, I'll give you the one chance. You can work as a waitress, but if you messed up, you're back as a dishwasher. That's how I jump. And that's why I said, ask like a child, because, you know, for example, like my son, he came to me and he said, mama, can I have an ice cream for breakfast? What do you say? Absolutely not. And then 
he comes again and said, Mom, please, we, can I have a little bit of ice cream for breakfast? And you say, no. But like after the persistence, finally, like, you know what? Who cares? It's breakfast. We have all day to run it out. Have some ice cream. <laughs> what, the and, heck? what the heck? And that's why I call it ask like a child, because they never give up. If they want something, you know, they never give up. And very often, we ask once and then we we feel so discouraged that we are afraid to ask again. And sometimes it takes, you know, a couple, three, four times. And, and I'm a perfect example of it. Like, what if I wouldn't ask? Mm-hmm. What would happen? Yeah. So talk about that because, because you were a waitress the rest of your life. It changed. Exactly. It changed your life. Because I had guts to ask. I became a waitress and I worked on a cruise ship for like four years. And then at one year, I'm staying by the restaurant because it was every 12 days. Every 12 days, we had new tourists. And I loved my job. It was a tough job, but I loved it. I had people from all over the world. And at the first day when the tourists come in, we had to greet them. So my job was staying by the restaurant and greet the tourists and say, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have go to the restaurant later in today. So I'm staying by the restaurant. And then I see this beautiful young man just kind of jumping, have a long hair, like a kind of a pirate look, jumping on the stairs, going down the stairs. And I'm like 24 at that time. He's young and he has this long curly hair. And my heart just sank. I've never seen anyone look like that. And I said, oh my God. So I went back to the restaurant and I said, okay, there's a boy on the ship. And I think I'm in love. <laughs> and everybody laughed and say, oh, what am I, you know, who cares? But just, we're on a cruise ship. And they said, I know, but like, I've never felt that way before. So what happened on the cruise ship, everybody is 60 years old and the youngest people, 60 years old, right? So my future, so this boy, he was just didn't know what to do because he was 21 and he was did bored to death. So he started hanging out with a crew and that's how we've met. And we fell in love. We spent 10 days at the sea and then we say goodbye to each other. And I thought, that's it. This is the story that I'll tell my grandchildren. You know, when I was young and pretty, I had this gorgeous American boy love story that that was like a cherished forever, right? Little did I know he had a different idea. <laughs> so he came back Christmas time and when he was a student in university, so he came back for Christmas break and then he came back for the spring break. Come back where? To Russia. So he went to Russia. Yes, he went in on the his break. On his break, yes. Wait, to do another cruise with you? No, just to come to my little town to visit me to see okay, how that's I incredible. Yeah, who would do that in the winter? Because we know Russia's got to be. Oh, nobody. And I, like, I wish we had more time because even the first time he came to Russia in the winter, he lost his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he was coming? Yeah. I mean, he wrote and he said, I'm coming back. I could not believe it. Till the moment I saw him walking out of the airplane, I couldn't believe. And I still have that image. So he's walking out of, you know, when we meet all the passengers, it's in the middle of the winter. It is freezing cold. And we were in St. Petersburg. The snow was, you know, higher than you. And we weren't shorts. And I said, 
you know, it's like freezing outside. And he said, I, I was going to change my luggage. <laughs> you can't go outside in shorts. So that was just a crazy story. Yeah. And then he met my mom. Uh, you know, he'd been in my town. The funniest, I have these pictures. Uh, he never seen snow. He haven't seen snow. So for him, it was just this magic. He grew Where up in he Georgia. From? He grew up in Georgia and pitched to see me. So right there. So he loved the snow. And then he, you know, we spent the Christmas and New Year and then he left, came back and we, we wrote each other letters and call each other and try to talk. I learn English nonstop. He started learning Russian. He knows Russian better than I do. He knows more Russian poems than I do. Yeah. So then he come back in springtime in my town and propose and uh, propose, ask my mom if he can marry me. And then we did a lot of paperwork and I came to United States. And I'm so grateful when I came here, everybody was amazingly nice to me. And I, I just like, everybody was so welcome, you know? And I think that's another lesson of life. A lot of times what we imagine is a bad outcome instead of imagining a good outcome, you know? This is a really good time for me, Victoria, to go back a little bit because you said something when your husband said, well, the young man at the time said, after going on this cruise with his grandfather, meeting you, now, flash forward, it's now Christmas time. He's home for break in Georgia. And he says, yeah, mom and dad, I'm hightailing out of here. I'm going to go to Russia to go <laughs> see this chick I found on this boat. Now, any reasonable parents like, what? It's not like the Soviet Union is safe, safe. I mean, there's still stuff going on. Oh, absolutely. Right. So what you said, his mother and he had this conversation, and I thought that was really interesting. Can you share that? Yeah. So his mom always taught him when uh, he was growing up that make sure that you never regret. So if you want to do something, make sure that you do it. And that's how he grew up. That's what she taught him. So when he told his mom that he wants to go back to Russia, I can imagine, poor, poor mom. Uh, <laughs> she said, well, what? No, oh my God. And he said, mom, you taught me that if I find something worth living for or very important, I have to do it. Other way, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. If I don't go back, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. If I don't go find this young lady. Yes. If I don't go back to Russia, if I don't go back to her, I will regret it for the rest of my life. And his mom, amazing, wise woman, she said, okay. I mean, what can you say after that? And she never told me the story. She told me the story like last year. She said, you know, because I always said, I can't believe you let your son to go to Russia after he met someone on the cruise ship. I mean, yeah. come on. Now that you're a mother. Yes, I can't believe it. And she said, well, this is what happened. And after, like, I just had to stay with that. And you see, that's the truth. We've been married for 18 years. Who would not? I mean, how often do we say, no, we felt in our heart this is the right decision and we should move forward. But somebody told us don't do it or we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not going to do it. 
and then we have this regrets for the rest of our life. Right. Good news, it's never too late. Exactly the point of the podcast, Victoria. So it's really interesting about your story. So it's not, but your plight isn't over. You do all the paperwork, you go through the rings and the hoops and everything, and you get married and you come to the U.S. and he gets a job and you guys move. Well, he's still student in university. Okay. Yeah. So he's been still student. So, and we moved and um, I don't have a job and my English is okay, but you know, not to get a job. So again, sometimes we think like I was working as a, in the bakery, right? And when I was young and I thought that was like one of the hardest jobs, but it's actually gave me opportunity to give a, to get a job in the United States because the first job I got, I was a baker in a Kroger, in a grocery store, you know, and if I wouldn't have that skill that I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to get a job in the grocery store because of my limited English. But being a baker, and then I discovered cake decorating. I loved cake decorating. I loved it so much that I became a cake decorator, and I actually started teaching how to decorate cakes. <laughs> That's amazing. So if you think like about your passions, I always come back to the passions. The, the universe shows you. You can see these little tiny crumbs. You know how that story about Helen and Greta and Helen that when they went uh, to the and left a little bit of tiny crumbs of bread, yeah. so the way they can go back to home. So I think we have like we leave these little tiny crumbs, and one of them is like as soon as I learn something awesome and excited, like decorating the cakes, right? Oh, it's clicked. I have to teach. I have to share. So it's always bring you back to your heart. Like that your passions are there for you always. They don't disappear. They can sit quietly for a while, you know, for a couple of years, but they already activated in you. It's just a matter of someone helping you to unleash it and to discover it. Right. But then you now, the newly married young couple, you have a job. Now your husband has a job and you have one car and now you have to find another job. Right. Right. And this is where you say, this is the time period right before you discovered the movie and the book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's when all the good stuff that you were kind of was on the surface in your life. You're kind of making the connections, kind of not. It's all, we're all young. You don't, you're not really putting it all together. Go ahead. You are now living this life of? Well, fast forward, right? So when um, we're living in Maryland, in a small house, we have one car and my husband going to work every day. And I walk to work in the restaurant, but I always walk by the beach. When I walk, it's a beautiful walk. So I can think about, you know, the life. And that's when I discovered the secret and Jack Canfield, the success principles. Because your life before that, you were just going to work. And I didn't think coming of it. home and watching friends. Right. <laughs> and maybe you'd have a glass of wine. Maybe you'd have a bottle of wine. It just, yeah. whatever the night. Whatever the night brings. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just this kind of numb 
you know, you just wash, rinse, and repeat cycle. Yep. And um, there's nothing exciting about you just go. I mean, we, you meet awesome people, but you don't even think about it. You know, most of the time, you're just like a robot. You just go to work. The good part was when I moved to the United States, everything was new, everything was exciting. And so I was super grateful because compared to Russia, oh my God, this life was awesome. I mean, I didn't even have a dishwasher in Russia. You know, this like little stuff, like microwave. Oh my God. (laughs) You think like, it's just, so I was super grateful being here and that's hold me for a while, you know, just to be in a super grateful state of mind. I was pretty happy, but then the longer you live here and that was probably already what uh, about 10 years I've been in the United States. Then you're kind of like, okay, I'm I'm here. I'm grateful. It's everything awesome. I'm here. Is that it? This is it? Like, this is my destiny? I mean, every one of us is so unique. Every single one of us is, like, absolutely unique. Well, only one. And that's why I'm supposed to be in this world. So this started bugging me. Like, why am I here? Why am I in this world? And that's how I discovered the secret. Because when you ask, you will receive. You need to ask you. So tell me this, Victoria. There was a customer at your right I was at your to- restaurant <laughs> who handed you and left you an envelope. Yes. Was this before or after you saw the movie? Oh, no. I watched The Secret and I start practicing the law of attraction. I start practicing the gratitude. Ah. I start practicing visualization. I start practicing meditation. And I was asking to give me guidance. So, yeah. And that's uh, one day I came to the restaurant and there was a letter for me from one of my uh, regular customers. And I opened it and it said, I think this would be good for you. And it was for real estate classes. So I thought, well, that's a sign from the universe. And I always take it, you know. You were open to that. You think that if you hadn't already seen the movie, been putting everything into practice, do you think you would have taken that that message or that envelope seriously? I don't think so. Because, Because I think I was searching for something and I was asking for something. Like, I think if I... If I wouldn't, I wouldn't even try. Right. I mean, going to take real estate classes, I was still kind of cautious in my about my English. Taking an exam? No, I'm done with exams, you know? Like, I would not move. I think because I was asking for it and I was open to receive, I got the message and I took it seriously. And um, it was a very strange time, too, because... Uh, I was trying to have children because I thought, okay, maybe that's my destiny. You know, I became a mom. I now all my concentration on my children. And that's how a lot of us thinking about, right? I don't know what to do with my life, but if I just have a child, then I know. Well, you had that void, right? And you're like, okay, well, maybe having a child will fill that. Exactly. And you think the child will feel it, but it just happened again. I think it's all universe plan that for five years I couldn't get pregnant for five years and we try everything and my husband was super supportive but at some point and it was happened at the same time when I received the letter I just said I can't do it anymore let's just get a dog and That's it. You know, I'm not going to try again. This, it is what it is. And so we got a dog. We rescued the English bulldog. Oh, miss her tremendously. And, um, and I got, and I started taking the classes, real estate classes. 
And you uh, would do this because your husband would work during the day, you'd waitress, then you could borrow the car at night would, to get to these real estate classes. Exactly. And I would borrow the car in the evening and I drive to town, take a real estate classes, come back. And then next day, kind of the same thing. He goes yeah. to work, I go to work, then evening I'll take the classes. And when I almost finish the classes, I think it was like three months or six months, I discover I'm pregnant. There you go. <laughs> you see, so it's always happened when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I took the, I, I became a real estate agent and then um, just started doing real estate. And uh, it's really hard. It's insanely competitive, especially for me, because I have an accent, if you notice, and it's a heavy accent. And I had people saying, what do you know? You know, I've been born and raised in this county. And hey, you come from wherever, Russia, and you think you know the market better? You think you can help oh, me? better? No. Oh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But um, I got super fortune and I discovered what I love in real estate. And I love working with the builder. I love building the house. It's like watching the baby grow. You know, you look and there is nothing. And all of a sudden it starts growing and growing. And six months, nine months later, you have this beautiful home and it smells new. I just loved it. So I had an opportunity. One of uh, top producers said, hey, I have this subdivision and if you want you can sit there every weekend and if somebody decide to buy then you can make a commission and it was a 40 minutes away from my house so every weekend every single weekend I would go and sit there and there was nobody coming there was <laughs> like oh, the location wasn't very good. So for two months, three months, I can't remember, it's whole summer. For three months, I would just go there, Saturday and Saturday, sit there. But I wasn't just sitting, you know, I was reading books. I, I was super serious about self-improvement. And that's why I think it's helped me. Like, and I was grateful for this opportunity. But yeah, you had the time to sit there. Yes. And do that yeah. and read this stuff. That's part of the story. Yeah, so you see, it's all clicks when when you're on the right path. It's all clicks. You get help. You get something happens. It's like magic. To me, it's like magic. So anyway, I didn't make any money for three months. I sit there, didn't make any money. Then my husband said, "You know what? I mean, come on, that's enough. Every single weekend you're there. Again, if you look at it, like, oh my God, what a waste of time, right? I mean, but on paper, it looks like a waste of time. Exactly. But actually it wasn't because right. when uh, Barry and uh, this top producer realtor told him about me and she said, really love your strategies been my for these times. And that's how I got a job without spending that time. I would never, because this is very competitive to get a job as a builder, very competitive, almost impossible, especially for someone who is not top producer in real estate and top producer is, uh, you know, someone who been in real estate for a long time. They made a, a lot of money and, you know, you have to be at least 10, 15 years. I'm kind of brand new realtor with an accent, with not perfect English to get a job as a builder. That was huge. I start as an assistant. Again, a lot of people wouldn't take that, you know, because it's, you're an assistant. You're not making money. The manager makes money. You make $10 an hour. That's all you make. You work as much as the manager, but you make only $10 an hour. 
but it's an opportunity. And how would they know me if I don't take it, right? Right. Eventually, I became a sales manager and my builder was absolutely amazing. I call him my coach because he showed me that I can be a strong woman. I can be a, like, he made me believe in myself, you know. He made so, you, you were telling me he made you feel like, you know what? You held the success and the potential of right. your earnings and what you did with this opportunity that you really were driving the bus on that. Right. right. So I, I took a time and I learned from, from top to bottom and, and I absolutely love that job. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity, but I sold the neighborhood. Here's a key point. And this is why I take notes in the pre-interview, Victoria, is because Uh the key point here is you didn't just sit there and wait for people and sell the homes. You designed events to draw people in. And that kind of, I mean, that's a part of the makeup of where you are today. You said, okay, I got to get people in here to sell these things so I can make money and be successful and enjoy it because I like meeting the people. I like talking to them and solving their problems and getting oh, them in absolutely. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you to just say, okay, I'm going to start putting on these events. What kind of events did you do? Oh, I, I absolutely, you're absolutely right. I, I loved my job. I didn't even feel like it's a job because right. I had all the kind of events. Um, like I would have, I would teach classes, you know, on success principles, uh, just the free classes, just to bring people, or I would help small uh, businesses. We would have, you know, just pop up, uh, shops that everybody brings a small business inside of the model and set it up. I mean, I had just for the community, I almost felt almost like a queen of the hill because I knew every single person that I sold the house and I sold like 70 of them. I knew all these stories. I did summer get together. I did Christmas party. I love Christmas party. We would have a Santa and Santa would tell the stories to the kids and we decorate the model is absolutely gorgeous. I did a lot of women to women events for women in business like I would host breakfast there so I had so many events that my husband's like come on really <laughs> do you do it because it, it's your job or do you do it because you're going you to a party <laughs> that's right how did that then transition to you writing your book and right. then doing what you're doing now well, that's what happened. Uh, there's so many women, they were like, oh my God, how did you do it? Like mm-hmm. how you came from where you are, poor girl from small town in Russia, not speaking English, to being a sales manager with a very reputable builder. I mean, how in the world? And then I actually start thinking about it. How? Because I was just, you know, doing it, but then... It's because everybody will ask how I start thinking, okay, maybe I can show and explain how, and maybe I can share and help other women to take the steps that would help them to propel, you know, help them to feel more successful, help them to bring more joy, help them to find passion. And that's how it's all started. And I think that the success principle book, I'm always go back to it. It's like my, the success principle. It's like my Bible. It's a great book. And I read it so many times and I'm still going back to it because like one of my favorite principles, it's a formula. It's called E plus R equals all. I have it right there on the wall even. 
I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Basically, it's event plus respond equals outcome. Can we change the event? No. No, we can't. Can we change our respond? Yes. Every single time. And depends on your response, you get an outcome. So that's what I kind of start putting all of that together and start teaching the classes. And then people were saying, well, I wish I can do that, but, but I wish I can do that, but, and then I had an opportunity. My website was called find the will to win. And there's, again, I was open my email and there was an email saying, Hey, we are looking for stories to put in a book that call will to win and i was like oh my god my website <laughs> is find the will to win <laughs> and that sound sound to me like a sign you know i'm i'm very i pay attention to the signs of the universe because the universe gives you it's like the wish you're something told you to to make this website right because that's how this got found like exactly easy so I felt like when I started to find the will to win, because I strongly believe like you have to have will to win. And I'm not talking like to win, you know, go on top of everyone and win. I'm talking about winning life, win for yourself, feel like a winner. Be like, don't feel like you lost. Like that's why, that's why I said, you got to find your will to win. And that's what I was teaching. And, uh, and then this email came about, hey, this is the book, Will to Win. I'm like, well, that's crazy. It's the same name, of, almost of the same name of my website. So, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to write the chapter and I'm going to show that if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Like you just, there's no but, you just do it. <laughs> and so it was more for just to share my story because I think, I hope my story can empower other women to go after their dreams but at the same time just to show like hey if you make a decision and I, if I can do it with my broken English you definitely can do it that's where we started this conversation because then you went out you wrote the chapter you're in the book with everybody else you go out to Hollywood you meet everybody it's like the coolest thing you are on in heaven you're just like oh, I'm in heaven. Absolutely. The, the sun shining brightly for you and you're walking on cloud nine, right? And then yeah. you get home, back to the family, back to the kids in Maryland, and your mother-in-law and your husband say, yo. Well, it's actually my mother, because my mom lives with me. Oh, okay. So your mother also, so your mother's from Russia. She's now living with you. And you're like, everybody says, okay, girl. They probably don't see what you see. They definitely aren't feeling what you feel. And they just said, okay, you better, you better like cool your jets. Back to uh, reality. Yes. Back to reality. That was fine. We let you go do all that. Now you have to, what, what did that look like for you? You had to make a choice. You said, what, what was that? Well, I had to make a choice and the choice was concentrate on the family or go crazy and start teaching classes, travel around the world. I mean, just do what I love to do. My passion, right? My passion is teach what I know to help other women to follow their dreams. But it also costs money. And that was a concern. Absolutely cost money. Absolutely. So you have to kind of decide. And uh, I think everything comes in the right time. And I believe that right now, I believe that strongly because I am glad that I made that choice. What was the choice? You decided to stay home and I do the kidney? I just decided to put all about teaching and seminars. I decided to put on hold and just concentrate on the family and see 
is that's what I want to do. And so, how long ago was that? That was 2018. Okay. So from 2018, 2020, the end of 2020, I haven't done a thing. Like I used to go uh, live every single day and talk on, you know, on YouTube and uh, just do some motivational stuff, which I love. And um, yeah, and I used to go to seminars and meet with like-minded people at least once a month. And wow. I mean, I've done, I did so much and I just stopped all of it. And I decide to, it was like the split road, make a decision. And somehow now I'm wiser two years later, but somehow I could not see that it could be both. I saw only one or another. It has to be one or another. Like I couldn't see the uh, the middle, as, and I'm grateful for 2020. It shows me that it could be both. It doesn't have to be one or another. And uh, so, yes, I choose the family, and that's what I that, like. I really want to share that uh, with the women because a lot of times we think this is it. You know, this is it. Uh, like I was successful, everything was great, and then I give it all up, and that's it for me. And it's never second wind. It's not true. I mean, you still, if you have it inside of you, if you have that voice inside of you, have that passion inside of you, it, it just take your time. It's coming back. Right. Don't, so, like, so, 2020, yeah, so 2020, you're sitting there and you are starting to feel that void again. Yep. So, so well, how did you emerge to where you're at now? Well, what I, now I didn't jump like last time <laughs> now and, and because of now it's all online and zoom so i didn't really have to go anywhere i can do it all from the house and that's what i'm grateful to 2020 introducing it to me because before i thought oh it has to be all life you can't like you and i are talking like that oh it's not going to be connected because we are computer we need to sit next to each other and have conversations but i mean i'm some time as you, Wendy. I mean, this is great. And I, I see your eyes and I see your smile and I love you. My heart is full of love. And, you know, you're in Georgia and, and I'm in Maryland, you know? So I know. Quick it. side note. I was talking to Victoria last night to set up the Zoom call for today for a second win. And I go, oh yeah, there's a meeting tomorrow night. I think you should come to Like I totally forgot she was in Peachtree City. I was like, it was so funny. I go, why can't you yeah. come to the meeting? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, because like now I feel there's no borders. Right. Before it was a lot of money. You, I have to travel. I have to uh, spend money to teach. Now I feel like there's not necessarily, I mean, look, you, we in different states. We can be in different countries. When I took the passion test, of, uh, yeah, wait, wait, let's back up. So let's talk about that because this is your second win. It's the passion test and teaching this right. concept. So during this pandemic, you find talk to us a little bit about that. that okay. You find this passion test, and that resonates with you, and you're like, okay, this is what. Okay. It's my second one. This is it. I know. I'm so passionate about it. I keep jumping on it, right? <laughs> somebody some, somebody called me passion Russian. <laughs> hilarious. Well, what's happened, you know, my family is great. And oh my God, I'm sure women out there will hear me. The online schooling is a torture, especially, especially with a second grade Uh my daughter is fourth grade, so she's doing great. But the second grade, ah, uh, it's just absolute torture. Can I can I tell a little anecdote about? Yeah, it? of course you can. So I'm staying in the kitchen drinking a cup of tea, and 
And my son, I know he hates online school. And all of a sudden, his teacher says, oh, Jackson, I'm so proud of you. You're listening so quietly and sitting perfectly. Good job. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, I'm staying in the kitchen. I'm thinking, uh-oh, that doesn't sound like my Jackson. So I walk in the room, and of course, he's sitting quietly, looking straight to the computer, watching YouTube. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a woman out there who can, like, really hear me. And you have to stay on top of him all the time. And it's tough. It's tough. It's mentally tough. And then I still had real estate. Um, and I had most of the deals are great, you know, wonderful people, but some of them are super challenging. And I think this 2020, everybody got even more, wanted more faster than usually. And uh, mm -hmm. just some, and at the same time, I'm afraid to make a wrong decision because nobody knows what's going to happen this pandemic. I mean, it's just super stressed and challenging. And one night I just got up like in the middle of the night. Uh, my friend Rainy knows that story. She's like, oh my God, you did it again. So I got up in the middle of the night and I was just sitting and had this feeling again, just really strong feelings, like something wrong. Like I cannot continue that way. I just can't. I have to have something in my life that lights me up. Other way, I'm going to end up, you know, COVID pounds, eating chocolate and ice cream. And I don't drink alcohol anymore, but that's what, you know, to fill up that void in your heart, you're trying to find something to do. And that's what, you know, I find ice cream and more ice cream. <laughs> so I was sitting in the middle of the night and I just said, oh my God, what is it? What is it? And I was searching computer and I thought I'm missing my passion. And somehow I end up on the passion test a website and somehow it's four days later, they will offer in the passion test uh, facilitator training. And this just happened again. And you look at this as a sign again? I, absolutely. Yeah. Because I was literally sitting in the living room and thinking, give me the sign. Give me the sign. I mean, this, I cannot continue that way. I'm supposed to be happy, right? I have my family, my husband, my children. Are we not struggling? Sounds God, nobody lost the job. Nobody lost the health. I mean, I'm supposed to be happy. What is wrong with me? Right. And that's when uh, the passion test came in. And I've done passion tests before. I've done passion tests since 2016. Just from the book. There is a book, Passion Test, by Jen Atwood and Chris Atwood. So I signed up for the class because of that just strong feeling and I said I'm too happy that I'm just going and I told my husband next morning I said look you gotta let me do that you gotta let me follow my passion because other way you're just not gonna have wife and you're gonna have very unhappy person or I might end up in mental institute who knows <laughs> <laughs> you know? but like to make me strong, I need my passion. And, and that's how it's all started. And it's, I took the four-day class and was all on Zoom. That's how I realized it's possible. And we had people from all over the world. We had people from Thailand, from Estonia, from uh, one of the girls was uh, from Olympic team. I mean, it was just an unbelievable group of people. And when you're doing the passion test, it's so interesting because... 
what you write, you gotta go through the process. And basically, I can tell what's quick. Yeah, tell us that. quickly about like a little summary of the process before we wrap up and tell everybody, you know, what is a passion test and why <laughs> is it so important? Well, yeah, a lot of people think passion test is something uh, from different <laughs> world. It's yeah. actually to find what you're passionate about in life. Because a lot of people looking for the purpose, but if you know, don't know what you're passionate about, you can't find your purpose. That's the end of story. And what we go through the workshop, you write your top 10 passions. That was the top 10 things that you think are your passions. Yes. And you would say, my life is ideal when, and you just write top 10. And then we go through the process, compare it. And what's a aha moment for a lot of us, including me, that's why I want to passionately teach it that what you think is most important to you and like number one on your list sometimes doesn't even end up in the five top or the last one that you had like passion number 10 my life is ideal when I don't know when I'm happy and joyful with everything somehow end up number one and that's when you go through that process it goes through your heart and you know the heart is a seat of our soul and uh that's how you don't go through your head, you go through your heart and you really discover what's important. But what interesting is we didn't have a chance to do that yet, but we will look at the, is you, Wendy, you have to come with, back. Yeah, because I started the process with you last week and we're yeah. finishing it up this week. Yeah. So we'll go through the process to figure out, do you have this passion in your life? And for example, one of my passions was when I did the entire list, one of the passions was being a top producer in real estate. And when I went through the list and went through the questions, went through the work, it wasn't even on the list, right? Wow. But another wow. passion. Yeah, it's incredible. I thought it's important to me being a top producer, making money in the real estate world, but I didn't even end up there. But like another passion was working with transformational leaders and changing people's lives for better. That's end up of the passion number five. And when I look at it, it was nowhere in my life. And it just shows you how can you have happy and joy in your life if you know this is your important passion that makes you happy. When you when you say my life is ideal when I do that, but it's nowhere in, in your life. And that pushed me and kicked me in the butt and said, if you want to be happy, you gotta act on it. And gotta uh, act on it. Yeah, back to your E plus R. Yep. Equals, you can, oh. yep, you can have an event and you can have negative or positive event, by the way. You can have a positive event, you know? Like I could learn all of this and say, oh, okay, sounds great. And that would be it, right? Mm -hmm. So that what you do after the event happened, that's what brings the outcome. And I'm pushing myself because I know mm -hmm. this is uh, important, important to me. It's important to as a woman, and like my friend Brad said, men have passions too. They want to know. <laughs> so it's just important. So I'm happy to share it with everyone who would listen to me. That is awesome. So you are just, you're kind of just getting started on this walk yeah, and you're in alignment me. with it. And you just are, you are obviously very passionate about it and it's just contagious and it just what I thought might be not such a cool thing to do and I'm like I already know my passion what you know okay I'm gonna do this I enjoyed it and you and the process so much I'm looking forward to our next 
time together on Zoom, tell people how, if they're slightly interested in this, how would they go about maybe finding you and, and taking this passion test leap and finding out what's really going on and, and seeing things from maybe a different perspective? What does that look like? Well, uh, you definitely can friend me on Facebook. I'm friends with everyone. So if you just look for Victoria Rinhausen and send me the friend request, I'm uh, happy to share with you and be your friend and okay. uh, answer your question. I also have on Facebook, find the will to win web page uh, or Facebook page, right? Facebook page, find the will to win. Okay. I, I have a web page, find the will to win as well. And there would be information about uh, next class. I, I'm going to have another class in February, so, but I mean, I'm going to have class every month. So okay. you can find information about upcoming classes uh, there. And there's going to be another classes. Like I'm going to do another one on a vision board because when we learn our passions, you know, next thing we want to do make sure that in front of us all the time. So we remember and review them and follow them. Just uh, to You can't just have like, it's like what they say, the, the Stoics, the philosophers, you can't just say a saying and say, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. You have to start, it has to, you have to learn it. You have to practice it. It has to become right. part of your DNA, just right. like the vision board or writing it down or having it somewhere where you can look at it and manifest it, right? Absolutely. And that's another thing I'm, I'm going to teach. Um, one of the classes would be how to have a routine or rituals in your life that it's you it's you it's make you make it happen because a lot well, that's what happened to us. you know we listen to this wonderful podcast and think oh that's a great idea oh yeah i should act on that and we never do and then yeah and then it just stops yeah. you turn off the radio you turn off the phone alexa power off right and then right. you there goes that idea and you're off to the next thing off to the next thing. So what I would recommend strongly to all the ladies listening to your wonderful, wonderful podcast, if you're searching for something, if you feel like, you know, you have that need to find, or you're just looking for joy and happiness in your life. And sometimes, you know, you have everything and it's still not there and you don't understand what's wrong with you. I know what's wrong with you. You need to live your passion. So I know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Uh, because I've been there right you yeah. have we all have we exactly all have. so let's let's get together we'll have an awesome time go on my website register for the next uh, meeting and uh, next workshop and let's discover your passion and start living a passionate joy of life because if you live like Wendy you live in a passionate life. Look how much you share with others. That's our job. We are women. We need to live passionate life and share that passion and love with others. And if we empty, we can't do that. So let's get together and change this world. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Victoria. And we're going to put all this information in the show notes. And hopefully we have the newsletter starting up on our website at my, it's www.secondwindthepodcast.com is the website. And we have a newsletter and we can put all this information and we'll be able to put information moving forward as we go. And I thank you so much for your time. I'm so inspired to go pick up my daughter now who is Carlos. So <laughs> I'm inspired to share some of the things that I have heard today from you. And I hope everyone's gotten something out of this today. 
And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.